Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of The Ball Bags. Delighted to be joined yet again by the Chief. How are you, mate? I'm good. Sasquatch, how are you? Not too bad. I can't complain. I've had a good sporting week, so maybe plenty of uh, biases um, kind of present during the show, but look, we'll get to that later. Um, I think, obviously, sadly, Tash couldn't be with us and the Rocky and Rocky couldn't be with us either. So it is yourself and myself doing the, the two-man salvo. Uh, but hopefully that's this is the last kind of week where it's just yourself and myself and we have um, I think different takes and different biases. But look, um, we'll get down into the crux of the show and I suppose kick us off last week's Player of the Week. Whose was yours, Chief? Uh, just before I get into Player of the Week, just a special mention to Portugal on their win yeah. over Fiji. Um, yeah. You couldn't pick one player from that team like from, from the match. They were all incredible Um and they managed to do it and not save Australia's bacon. Yeah. Which I think everyone won. Ultimate, ultimate shithousery. Yeah. I think um, everyone was delighted with that. Result. Yeah. So, yeah, just, just wanted to give a special mention to them. But uh, my player of the week, Gary Wingrose. Um, yeah. Thought he, thought he was excellent. Uh, obviously, build up for the first two tries. Um, he was instrumental in in his uh, running lines and stuff and then finished out the game on on the wing so yeah he was he's my player of the week fair um yeah hard to argue um another fascinating and like i don't know how to word it but patriotic irish performance i think he'd be very proud so, to date uh obviously look everyone's nervous about saturday evening but look, it is what it is. I suppose for myself, uh, mine was William Saliba. Um, so obviously, look, a big result as an Arsenal fan, beating City in the Premiership. I think the aggregate since the last time we beat them, which was 2016, willing to be corrected on that, is 19-3. So, look, to get the win, um, a 1-0 win, um, kind of a huge defence performance and but the stats guys out there, um, expected goals has become a huge statistic in recent years. And the last two games where William Sleba has marked Erling Haaland, Mr. Un- Unstoppable, he is an expected goals ratio of 0.00. That's both in the Community Shield and in the game last weekend. So it kind of shows... Look, maybe he's maybe I'm biased, and maybe it's just an off day for Erling Haaland, or maybe he is showing what many Arsenal fans believe that he is a Rolls Royce of a defender. Um, look, I think the difference in that performance and the performance at the tail end of last year, I think, says a lot. But two very wordy nominations. Yeah, um, I think that. Those stats for Saliba are phenomenal. Uh, like mm. especially considering Halling Haaland's expected goals return against most defenders is probably 
quite high. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. that that is phenomenal. Um, I think it's it's a it's a difficult one to pick between the two because I think Ireland just nullified anything Scotland had. Um, like you know, Gary Ringrose went out on the wing, so I think like first twenty minutes game over. Um, yeah, I think oh, what kind of counts against Ringrose, and it really shouldn't, but fortunately it does is how easy the performance was for Ireland. Like. Had we been, have we been, had we been sitting here on the back of the South African performance, and I was saying William Saliba, and you were saying someone from that game, I don't think I'd have an argument against it. Uh, I think maybe Scotland were all talk and no trousers. I think is the expression. Yeah, um, like obviously you back yourself. You know, like the certain players come out during the week and said, "Yeah, we're we're going to knock Ireland off this win and run and stuff like that." And that's what you want from your players, you know. Like you, you want you yeah. want them to have that confidence, but like twenty phases, this that started with a five meter line out, that ended with a turnover for Ireland on the twenty two, like that's mm. now, Ring Rose was instrumental in in some of the defensive sets and stuff like that as well. Um, but I think ultimately, Ireland were very good. Scotland were also very poor mm. so it, like it, I don't think it was the the game we were expecting no, I do you think, know like I think in terms of a close game but I think Scotland at the World Cup were pretty much a bully side like they really muscled up on the the minnows the so called minnows yeah um, but I didn't think they were great against South Africa and certainly weren't great against us in a do or die game um, so yeah, look, having a lot positive to say about Scotland. Um, yeah. But yeah. So look, we're in agreement. It's big will. Big will. Yeah, definitely. Big ill will. Perfect. Um, yeah. Um, moving on. Agree to disagree. It is yourself to deputise. We're going to have two points each this week just to kind of fill out the show. So, Chief, take us, take the wheel. Yeah. So my, my first point is... Um, the return of the NBA is just around the corner and I'm wondering, do we feel it's a last chance saloon for LeBron to win another ring or has the ship sailed? Um, I would say he's in a an echelon probably only reserved for a likes of a Tom Brady in that I'll never count against him. Um, I do feel that the huge thing against him is Anthony Davis is probably one of the worst twos in terms of staying on the the court. And then sometimes he just goes quiet. Um, I'm not sure this season the Lakers will be um, the challengers that the bookmakers seem to think they, they are. But... You rarely meet a poor bookmaker, so maybe there's something I'm not seeing. I think, regardless of if he doesn't win one this season, I think until he retires, I'd never discredit him. I think it might be a change in role in that he might be the third superstar, or it could be he could end up doing 
a position akin to like Vince Carter uh, in that he was just a role player and kept going and going and going and going and going and going. Um, I could see him doing that. Um, his basketball IQ is is unmatched. Um, we know that much. Uh, like him or loathe him. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Always have been. Uh, but I do think... Yeah, I, I struggle to see it this season, especially when you look at what Milwaukee have done. I know that's a separate conference, but we know the Western Conference is, is quite difficult to come out of. And I kind of feel like there's a... I feel there's another championship in the Warriors dynasty. And I think they're probably being discredited a little bit too much um, at present. They're not way up. In terms of favourites, I think as a repeat champions, I don't see it from the Nuggets. I think it was, for want of a better expression, a bit of an anomaly last season. Um, they won, but they won ugly and maybe not convincing. Yeah, um, I, pro- I agree with you. I, I don't. I don't think the Lakers have the pieces to just this no. year. I, I, I like can't disagree about Anthony Davis. It's man is uh, he's like the Paul Pogba of basketball in a sense he's yeah. all uh, in a sense a lot of talent and a lot of time not on the court not on the court I think so like obviously I don't know if you've if you've seen it but obviously Victor Wembanyama made his kind of preseason uh, debut against OKC there during the week and a lot of the talk is that like he's going to be extremely load manager this season, and that's probably what didn't happen in Anthony Davis situation. And yeah, you do have to bear in mind when you get these athletes who are crazy high, it's it's just not a good mix. Basketball, extreme explosive plyometrics, extreme heights and joints. Yeah. Um, and and you kind of wonder had. Anthony Davis ended up uh, maybe an organization we all would hold in high regard, like the San Antonio Spurs, as opposed to the New Orleans Pelicans, which is owned by the same family as the Saints and probably isn't held on the same pedestal as the Saints for, to that family, that maybe he may not be as injury prone as he is now. Um. And look, they, they they seem to be stuffing up Zion Williamson something crazy. So they arguably have had the two greatest collegiate product uh, like products in the last fifteen years. Yeah. Uh, arguably, as in the biggest slam dunk draft picks, ex- exception being Wembenyama maybe, and they could potentially have stuffed both of them up. So yeah, it's um, good point uh, on his on his low early early career load I suppose and stuff like that um, yeah I I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron like I think we spoke about it kind of loosely before like about if Bronny comes into the NBA now obviously he's had some issue health issues and stuff so that's you know probably put on the back burner but would he stick around to maybe try and play with him at any franchise like wherever he may land or something you know I think that was the goal um, the hard complications I, I don't know how that's done yeah. now um, but yeah um, Buzzard did just go on that 
But uh, yeah, start of the NBA season is just around the corner. Officially winter for me, I think, once the uh, the NBA, NBA starts. And it is a bit colder, actually, so yeah. it probably makes a bit sense. A little bit touch of frost on the car this morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I suppose staying stateside, the farm team, again, it's pretty obvious in the NFL right now, is the San Francisco 49ers. But question I have for you, Chief, is how much of the 49ers' success is at the hands of Brock Purdy and how much is at the hands of the stars to the roster? So a lot of the rhetoric is anyone could quarterback this team, but Trey Lance couldn't. And yet, this fella hasn't lost. The only game he's lost is against my Eagles, and it was 110% because he went off with the lack of a shoulder. So how much do you feel is at his hands, and what's maybe the ceiling for this guy? Yeah, I, I, I think he's probably been discredited a bit too much. That, like, he, he's the one that has to make the decisions and throw the passes. And um, like, as you say, he went off injured against the Eagles in the championship game, and that just it blew it wide open for the Eagles. Um, mm. yes, he has very good pieces, but like, Trey Lance was there, couldn't do it. They move Jimmy G on, you know. It's I, I, it's kind of a fairy tale story as well. Like last last pick in the draft of his draft class, and is now with the inform franchise in the NFL. So I'm like, yeah, he's um, I think I think he deserves more credit. Yeah, um, definitely agree with that. And I don't know if you've seen it was doing the rounds on social media, um. Someone had put like his highlights or rather lowlights from his college career, and it's like night and day. <laughs> um, so I don't know whether that's just good coaching. Um, everyone, it's, it's it's phenomenal though. Everyone holds Kyle Shanahan on a high pedestal in terms of coaching, but no one ever discredits his coaching for the superstars they have, because Christian McCaffrey's been a freak since yeah. he signed him. Um. But it just seems like this guy is just not getting credit. And I just wonder, is history potentially repeating himself? Like, we we have, in our lifetime, we have gone from Joe Montana being the GOAT. And there is no arguments anymore as to who the GOAT is. Is Mr. Tom Brady? Like, we, we've talked about LeBron, and there's always going to be conjecture for the duration of, I'd say, our lifetime as to if it was Jordan yeah. or LeBron. It could change. We could get a third. But I just think this fella, may, maybe he's not, like, I'm not saying he's the, the GOAT, but maybe he's a uh, Jalen Hurts caliber yeah. quarterback in that he was widely discredited and he's he keeps disproven. Yeah, I I think, uh, like, I would not be surprised to see the 49ers win a Super Bowl in the next two years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not good news for NFC teams like the Bears and the Eagles more so the Eagles who are going to be up there hopefully mm. for yourself in the championship game again this year um, but I, I can see I can see Brock leading that team to a Super Bowl in the next two years and ultimately like it's, it's the recipe the recipe is quarterback on a rookie contract flood them with superstars yeah like 
someone went through I, th- I think maybe Nick Wright maybe on um, first things first and he went through every quarterback that had been to a Super Bowl in the last 10 years win, win and loss and then he was like we listed them out the only sides that made a Super Bowl where that wasn't the recipe was last year with Patrick Mahomes because his first year he was on a rookie deal Matt Ryan um, when he's at the Falcons I can't remember I'm struggling to remember Tom Brady obviously um, and there was one other it was a losing a Cam Newton um, and maybe Peyton Manning I was like everyone else that has made it to a Super Bowl has been led by a quarterback and a rookie deal yeah. with superstars around him it's like it's a slam dunk Success and then you st- yeah yeah and I suppose you also kind of wonder is like I know he's got superstars outside him but the development alone from time in the league what's he going to be like when it's time for the superstars to go yeah you know um I I think it's it's a good organization though that if if he keeps developing with the superstars mm-hmm. that. The superstars will be replaced with superstars, either superstar mm. rookies or, you know, potential mm. super college superstars and stuff like that. So, I, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think the man deserves a lot more credit than he's getting. Yeah, yeah, no, I think we'd be in agreement there. Um, yeah, moving closer field. Yeah, um, back home to current affairs in. With the World Cup and obviously he's been selected on the bench again uh, to back up Sexton. But Jack Crowley, um, do we feel he is going to be the next long-term holder of the number 10 jersey? Or will Ross Byrne, others around Ireland, challenge him post-World Cup? It's an interesting one. I've kind of talked about this previously, but I I think to be fair, for Ross Byrne, we know what he is. He's a stable flight half when you're stuck, and that's what he probably will be now for the remainder of his career. There was a lot of hype about his brother, and I don't see that. Uh, I think Ross is better than him, and despite everyone saying this fellow was going to be the new flight half, don't see it. Um. What I've liked about Crowley is he doesn't seem to get phased. You look at the URC semi-final, the URC final, it's like big clutch moments. He came on against South Africa, uh, and he like there's there's a vast difference in he came on on against against Scotland too, but that game had kind of it had become scrappy and it was a result of Ireland's dominance that it was kind of a non-game and it was kind of all over the place. Yeah. He came on against South Africa. And it was like Andy Farrell trusted him in a, in a clutch moment. Yeah. Like, um, he was more, he was calm, assured. He had the drop goal charge down. Like, like he's a very cool, calm, collect character, which you need. And the the other person I do see coming steaming in the rearview mirror is Prendergast. Yeah, i i think i I think Sam Prendergast is going to get a lot more game time. In the URC this year, um, yeah, Ross will probably be 
kept mainly for Champions Cup. And he, like, I think, I wouldn't be surprised to see Prendergast start and Ross on the bench or Prendergast start and Harry on the bench. But mm. Harry is, he's looking like the odd one out there. Like, I know there's Charlie Tector there as well, who's a good prospect as well. But I think Prendergast just has something on him as well. Um, yeah. Maybe needs to bulk up a little bit. Like, he's still under 20 or just... Like he's just finished with the under twenty, so like mm. you know he has he has time on his side. Um, there's also the Joey Enigma in Munster. No, I think I think we've had enough experiments. Yeah, and, I and I I think Joey. he's done. Um, in terms of Ireland, like he, he he still has a job to do with Munster. How long they'll see and. If they'll ever give him a you know another long term contract with his timing and stuff, I don't know. The thing with with Joey and where it's kind of slightly dangerous is it's like f- for me anyway, it's fairly obvious it's Jack Rowley. Yeah, like he's in the next Six Nations, it's Jack Rowley, barren injury. Yeah, but you probably want like there's probably still a lot of scope for for Jack to continue to develop. And you want to be very careful. I know you've kind of got a bit of leverage because it's the central contracts and stuff like that, but you probably want Joey playing at fullback so he's not taking up minutes. You've got Ben Healy out there now, so should really have a free reign at 10 uh, and should be left. And then there's an element too of probably haven't got... I see the ability. We probably haven't got the development of Craig Casey. And the the chance of them two as a tandem, like it would give you kind of very nostalgic feels a la Stringer and O'Gara yeah. uh, of a Munster 9-10 combo. Because I've seen a lot from Doak at Ulster, but he's disappeared off the face of the air pretty much. Um, so yeah, for, like for me, it's Crowley. I mentioned Prendergast. I know he's, he's very young and it's, it's two, three years down the line I'm talking, yeah. but... I would love to get a a real head a tete tete Munster Leinster those games in the URC being almost Heineken Cup level. Not even that. I mean, almost like state of origin in Australia um, is in deciding who's going to be playing for your yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a bit like oh nine, like oh eight through to oh ten, like mm. with uh, Sexton coming through against O'Gara and stuff like that. Yeah. Because it's really going to push both lads on. Yeah. Um, and look, competition is definitely, definitely very healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But two years ago, we would have been probably sitting here saying, do you know what, maybe Sexton's going to retire and we just have to accept that we will just have a an average fly half and that'll be that. Um, like, we all... <laughs> I remember kind of Andy Farrell's first Six Nations campaign and we had um one of the Burns starting a fly out. Oh Billy Billy Burns against Wales. Billy Burns. Yeah, a man who should know right wearing an Irish jersey. <laughs> um but look we've parked that there. The buzzer has gone. Um yeah, look so look we started off stateside. Came home. And we're just gonna have a quick jump across the pond. So uh yeah, you might have to bat me down here because my biases might show, show true here, Chief. But uh, do we feel 
Arsenal's defeat of City is relevant or should we know better given City's past ability to run down league leaders and by no means are Arsenal runaway league leaders but joint with Spurs perfectly joint uh, goal difference everything but I suppose City have lost three games in the last four um, one obviously being the League Cup and I'm just wondering is there scope now probably build myself up here for a crushing May but is there scope that on the back of the treble maybe while the class is still there the hunger isn't yeah I I think I know it's early season form and City always tend to mm. lag that little bit or can lag a little bit behind in the early season form and stuff I think it's a massive statement win for Arsenal mm. and like Bear in mind, I'm a United fan, so don't particularly like either team here. But I, I did feel it was a statement win. Um, going back to your points on Saliba, like stopping Haaland, that's huge as well. Like so, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I, I definitely think like it's two league defeats in a row for City that, you know, very uncommon. Very uncommon. Like, I. I would have to scour to find the last time they lost two league games in a row. Like, do you know? And I think it's around it's around the time we bet them. I think it's like 2015, 16 as well. Yeah, like you're talking seven, six, seven, or seven, eight years kind of timeline and stuff. It's, you know, but I, I do, I do think, I think there's a different mentality with Arsenal as well, though. Like, yeah, uh, look, Arsenal, and Arsenal of old would have found a way to lose that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know? and, and lose it well. Yeah. Like, you know, like it, it'd be spectacular. <laughs> but I do, I do think Arteta has got them believing in themselves. And, yeah, I, I, I do think it was it was a, a big win. Now, there are other challenges. Like, Spurs are on a good one. Obviously, you don't like to hear that. Uh, mm. Liverpool aren't far uh, away you know Liverpool aren't far away Arsenal Champions League football this year which we didn't have yeah so they're playing they're playing a better standard midweek as well um, it's difficult to juggle the, all the competitions but that's what you relish you, you want to be in mm. the top of each competition and mm. challenger like if you're if you're beating teams in Europe and then you come back beating City. Uh, I know they lost last week in Europe and then beat City, which was yeah. in itself, I think, makes the result even better. That they went away, lost, and came back to the Premier League and won. Like so, yeah, I, 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 definitely think it's, um, it is relevant. Mm. But we do, we do know City like to come alive around February. They are. Both the best chasers down and the best front runners in the competition. Um, you need them. You need to avoid them getting into any position. Yeah, maybe. and um, I think like th- there's motivation there for City as well. Like after doing the treble, I like I know you're saying the hunger might not quite be there, but they can match United's four in a row in terms of leagues. Mm. They could go back to back in the Champions League, which hasn't been done in England in how many years like I think you're going back to the European Cup 
Mm. I think the last time it, it was, you know, it was done by the same English team back to back. So Forest probably was it? I yeah, I think it was Forest, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was like just from where I am is like it's not only a season on from winning the treble, but it's also like last season when we think about like a World Cup in the middle of the season, probably the longest season anyone's ever had. And they've played as many games as they probably could. Yeah. Uh, now, they have a huge squad. I get all this. I just do want, for this more senior players, or the, yeah, more, the more longer term players, you like to say De Bruyne, I know he's out injured, um, John Stones, like they literally have done it all now. And they've they've broken the the hoodoo. They've, they've, they've got the European title. I just wonder if potentially motivation is a little bit lacking. That's all. Um, no doubt, in like that result came at the perfect time for them. International break. The guru that is Pep is going to sit at home and mull on that yeah. for a week, and yeah, probably do them do them more good. Re- reset and then next match seven nil. <laughs> yeah, God bless whoever they're, they're playing on the bounce out of the international break. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Finally, uh, this week's must-see TV. I think they're, they're fairly obvious, um, but Chief, what's your must-see yeah. TV? Um, for, the, for the sports fans that are able to tune in on Saturday night, I highly recommend Ireland-New Zealand World Cup quarterfinal. On a side note, I'm not going to get to see this game live because I made plans last Christmas to go to the board gosh to see the Lion King <laughs> oh, you'll have to get on your phone or something yeah I'll, I'll have to do something uh, I'm like it's just I when when I seen it it was like oh I, I was almost hoping that we were going to finish second and we'd be playing on Sunday Sunday and then it was like no <laughs> so but no, yeah. that 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 is the must watch. I will I will record it, and as soon as I get back, I will watch it. I'm gonna just turn off my phone, not listen to any news or anything, and watch it with all the stress that I would as if I was watching it live. Fair. Fair. Um, and look, maybe it's a negative thing to say this, but my must see TV is twenty four hours later. South Africa face France. Uh, both are eight o'clock, and you'll get them on one of the ITVs or versions, whatever. It's it. You have no issues finding it. Um, maybe there's a negative thing to say, but I think if you watch those two games, you're going to see the World Cup champion. Uh, I don't see the World Cup champion willing to be corrected, and look, willing for uh, it'll be a hell of a World Cup if someone from the other side of the draw does win it. But I just don't see it between Wales, Argentina, England, and Fiji. So I think. Watch those two games, you'll, you'll have seen the World Cup winner. Um, incredibly nervous about the Ireland quarterfinal. Yeah, it's... Uh, um, like, you can never write the All Blacks off. Never. Like, I know we, we've had recent success against them, but the overall record reads Ireland 1-5, New Zealand 1-30. Yeah. It's, you know, history... There's a, there's a lot of things, you know, in, in this one. Like, so we have the history of how we've performed against the All Blacks. Recent history aside, 
the All Blacks have her number. Mm. World Cup quarterfinals is also a hoodoo that I'd love us to break. Mm. And But I, I fully agree with you that the winner of the World Cup is indecided of the draw. Yeah. And I predicted, I was talking to a few lads in work and stuff after the Ireland-South Africa game, I think that's the final. A huge element is how well someone in a face mask holds up on Sunday. Yeah. Did you see did you see the clips of him training? No. He absolutely smashed into could have been Jalabert or something like that. Like barrel him, put him on the ground as like he's ready. <laughs> oh he's re- he's absolutely ready, yeah. but injury is injury. Yeah, true, um, true. Um you know that's a horrific injury. I'm not saying the Springboks um, are going to target his face, but Accidents happen, like high shots, slip-ups. Physical game. You know, exactly. So, no, two two matches looking forward to. Obviously, on delayed feed for me, but yeah. Yeah, I'll probably get a text from you about midnight. (laughs) (laughs) We won. (laughs) Yeah, we're fast asleep, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Yeah, look, I suppose that kind of brings us to an end. Um, That's all from me. That's all from me. Thank you and good night.